Welcome to the Lights, Camera, Rant Podcast. Your source for the latest on movies, TV shows, and video games. Get ready for ranting, raving, and reviewing. Here is your host, Lee. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, good whatever time you are listening to this podcast. Welcome back for another edition of Lights, Camera, Rant, where we look into the latest news and we get into the reviews, which this particular episode we are looking at Prey and we're looking at the very first Disney Plus show episode, She-Hulk, which, you know, I... Actually, I won't spoil it now. I was going to say something. I thought, no, no, I'll, I'll wait. So you have to wait to the end of the episode to hear my review or even a little tidbit. So, guys, yeah, as always, I like to do a little bit of uh, housekeeping first before we get into this full episode. As you always know, please check out the socials to make sure that, you know, even though that we only come out every Tuesday, you still don't miss a thing in the weeks and days in between. So you get to stay up to date. Also, definitely please tune in this Sunday because we will be debuting on Twitch Live. Me and Mark My Words will be doing a joint episode this Sunday, Twitch Live. Date and sorry, well, date is this Sunday, but time will be confirmed on Instagram. So don't miss that. Jump onto Lights Camera Rant on Twitch, where you get to ask us questions, interact with us, and we'll be talking about the latest news, and we'll also be taking and speaking about how the gaming industry is so far. So originally, a couple of months ago, both Mark and I did a quarterly gaming review of the year, so we're going to be doing another one, but this one will be live on Twitch. Don't miss it this Sunday. Also, in the past week, I've made a new acquisition uh, for the Twitch and for new episodes as well. So as you would have known, last week we did a video episode, which I really hope you all checked out, which I know you did, right? Because you listen every single week. (laughs) Um, So I've just made a new acquisition. It is a OBS bot 4K camera. So I thought I did have a standard Logitech camera, but I thought, you know, I was thinking about it the other day, I thought, no, you know what, if I'm going to really dive into more video episodes and live streaming, I want to make sure the fact that it is the best quality possible for when you guys are viewing me. Um, well, so make sure the fact you can see myself as beautiful 4K as possible, and everything I'm talking about, and also see my wonderful collection behind me in perfect, stunning 4K. Uh, that I thought, you know, that's a great addition. So, between that, between the Hypercast mic, uh, definitely, I could say, is definitely a step up from a Kogan $50 mic. Uh, and yeah, back in it from the very first start, definitely an upgrade. Definitely can't wait for the future. As I will keep saying to you guys, more video podcasting episodes will be on the way, as well as with the debut of Switch this Sunday, more live uh, podcast episodes will also be in the works. So I can interact with you guys more and you can ask me questions, especially when we're talking about the news or we get interviews. You guys can ask me straight away. 
and just that bigger interaction. So I can't wait for that. I can't, you know, and the camera is absolutely pristine. And the best thing I love is that it's got an autofocus. So I don't have to worry about that when I'm ranting for an hour on because I know the fact it is automatically focusing and is ready straight away to go. And as always, guys, oh, isn't that just the best sound? Come on. All agree with me. You know, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not driving, please grab a drink. Uh, but if you are driving, I am very sorry. Oh, my God. That, that is the good shit. So that's a little background story that's happened in the past week. So without further ado, let's get into the news. So uh, first thing off the rank, for anyone who is very excited, like myself, for the Secret Invasion crossover Disney Plus TV show, wow, that is uh, that is a mouthful. <laughs> that is just in one sentence. So that currently has wrapped up filming, according to Samuel L. Jackson. Apparently, they had to go for some reshoots, but that is all done. So that should now go into post-production. Oh, I know the teaser got released at Comic-Con uh, a couple of weeks ago. Hopefully, we might get a teaser at Disney Plus. Oh, sorry, Disney Plus. At D23, we might get a teaser. Might might not because of how far away it is in the future. But, hey, a man can dream, a man can hope. Have all the trailers that got released at Comic-Con that didn't come out. Uh, Guns of Galaxy is the one that I really want to see, which, you know, James Gunn has said the fact that the reason it didn't get released is the fact is that there's still post-production stuff that needs to be worked on. So that's fair. But, you know, out of all three, that is the one that I'm most excited for. But good to hear the fact that that is all done and dusted so we hopefully will get a trailer soon still talking about d23 it has been confirmed that on september the 9th uh disney and marvel will have a games showcase uh booth and session showing everything that is coming forth of everything currently in development and everything that is uh coming oh everything that's coming new which we do know which sadly as i said last week Unfortunately, uh, Marvel uh, Midnight Suns, uh, that has been delayed um, to later this year with no confirmed date. They've told us that it will be coming this year, but no confirmed date, which is a bit shitty to say the least. But, you know, as everything else is getting delayed, it's, uh, it's no surprising. Like, as I said last week, the Harry Potter Legacy game got delayed. That's not coming out until Feb 23. Um, but speaking also about delays, now this this game has literally been in development hell um, since twenty uh, sorry so twenty fourteen it was announced. It has gone through three developers since that to get this game off the ground, and that's Dead Island Two that currently has a release release date. Of Feb the third, twenty twenty three, guys, lock that in. Hopefully, it doesn't get delayed. However, that is finally got a release date. This game, honestly, there was so many people that thought this game was going to be completely cancelled and completely, you know, throw in the bin. End of story. Move on. Especially going through three 
developers, which is insane. The only other game I can think of that's gone through a couple of... Well, off the top of my head is Duke Nukem. That went through, I think, three developers... Sorry, Duke Nukem Forever. I think that went through three developers as well before that finally got off the ground, which I'm still waiting for a follow-up. I'm still waiting on a follow-up, Gearbox. Stop milking Borderlands for everything it's worth. Please just make a new Duke Nukem. It is time. It is well-earned that you guys make another... Duke Nukem Forever. But yeah, guys, lock that in. Feb the 3rd, 2023 for Dead Island 2. Another date you should lock in is Ghostbusters, Spirits Unleashed. That has got a release date of October the 18th this year. So this is an upcoming Ghostbusters game where same vein as um, the Friday the 13th, uh, Dying, Dying Light, um, and... My God, I, I just, uh, oh, just the name just escaped me. <laughs> uh, just escaped me. But that same kind of aspect where you play as the hero and you also play as the bad guy at the same time. So what happens is you will be able to control for Ghostbusters and you'll be chasing for ghosts, which players will be able to play the ghost, all the Ghostbusters, and you're going to try and defeat each other which would entail their own skills and abilities for each. Uh, the trailer has dropped, and it actually does look like a lot of fun. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, just, you know, A, it's a new Ghostbusters game. We haven't had a Ghostbusters game since 2009, which just got, uh, I think, just a couple of months ago, got re-released, oh, sorry, remastered. Uh, for the PlayStation 5, 4, Xbox, all across the board. So that's currently out right now. But yeah, Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed looks pretty all right. But then again, we have been deceived from a trailer before. So it could be uh, Evil Dead. Sorry, Evil Dead. That is the game I was thinking of. Evil Dead, which came out a couple of months ago. And same kind of concept. You play as a hero, you play as a villain. You go and obviously try and kill each other. So it would be very interesting to see how that that concept will translate to the Ghostbusters uh, uh, Ghostbusters world, which kind of I feel like could fit in pretty well. Um, another speaking about video games, recent news report that we found out was that apparently the studio behind Just Cause were work were working on an Iron Man open world game, um, which eventually got cancelled altogether. It's kind of gut-wrenching, to be honest with you. I would be so down for an Iron Man open-world game um, entirely. Because, like, you know, I I purchased the Avengers game that came out last year. I played it for a couple of hours, and I was bored shitless. I found it so repetitive. Um, and that was even cool. Even Square Enix said it was a complete fail. And then you got Guns of Galaxy that came out a couple of months later, which was outstanding, just fantastic if you haven't already go play uh the guns galaxy game and check out my review as well it was a great game uh, it was actually my first video game video review as well uh but yeah cancelled open world iron man game so i feel like the aspect of what i could do that could really work for him because of his suits and everything so kind of again kind of go there i could cancel as well but look you know, I could be here all day speaking of all the fantastic games that which were great on paper that have been cancelled. The list 
goes on. And speaking of games, if you haven't already noticed as well, Goku and Friends are currently in Fortnite. It is so weird seeing Goku have a gun and going from a Kamehameha to shooting somebody with an AK-47. Funny enough, I've seen a lot of people talk about this on TikTok, and it is surprising me on how many people can't pronounce Kamehameha. Like, there was a TikToker I saw, he was he was trashing it, saying that the Kamehameha is too powerful, and he butchered the name completely. I was like, wow. That's, uh, anyone who actually knows the content that you're talking about will be gutted. Um, and you just lost yourself a viewer if you can't pronounce. Yeah, look, I, I do the same thing. These things I can't pronounce. I butcher names, but yeah, it's one of the key points that you're talking about. You're complaining about and couldn't pronounce it. It's even not that hard to pronounce it as well. But yeah, this guy just completely butchered it. And I was like, yeah, good luck for you, sir, on how you're trying to pronounce everything. But yeah. If you haven't already, it is so funny. Actually, the, the funniest thing is not even seeing Goku in Fortnite. The funny thing is, obviously, because you can use everyone's abilities on other characters, it is just watching Obi-Wan Kenobi, Darth Vader, um, Spider-Man, all of them use a Kamehameha. It is the funniest shit. I'm like, you know what? I never thought I wanted to see that, but I'm happy I did, especially like you know, Obi-Wan. He's like, you know, I could use a Force. Or I can use a Kamehameha, which I've seen a lot of people saying it's OP. I'm like, of course it's OP. It's just what the ability is. Like, you know, figure it out on your own. Um, you know, figure another way to beat it. Jeez. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah, if you haven't already and you do want a new Dragon Ball Z game, currently right now, you need to jump onto Fortnite. And good luck getting a Kamehameha from Spider Man. Uh, to all of, to those all those people, uh, but yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, for any One Punch, uh, One Punch Man for, uh, fans, season three has been confirmed. There is no release dates, no cast and crew announced, but they're also expect they're all expected to return. It has been announced, but there is no release date at this stage. But season three is on the way. Also moving on, the Guns of the Galaxy holiday special. Rumor is there will be no Gamora in it, um, which it's kind of bad. Oh, for me personally, it's kind of gut-wrenching because I was like, I was looking forward to all the Guns of the Galaxy, but going to the entire overall story, it makes sense why Gamora is not going to be in that. So not totally in the world. Still staying on the Marvel, uh, Tom Holland has announced in a recent interview he is quitting social media for mental health reasons. Um, he says the fact that when he does search about himself, it goes down a rabbit hole that gets him in this particular state and he is going to be quitting social media. And we also know the fact that with him, he, he's taking a break break from acting as well, similar to Ryan Reynolds, just to give a space. You know, the, the weight of social media, the weight of being an actor uh, would be just insane you know the, the massive weight you have to be very strong uh to combat that all especially in this day and age you know for being an actor you know 20 years ago it'd just be all the newspapers and all the, anything like that but you know for an actor these days you can literally just jump on your phone and you can be trending for any stupid shit good or bad you can be trending and instagram as well you know and people can message you and 
sometimes people don't message the very nice things and those people just need to get a life but uh yeah tom holland will be quitting social media hopefully i uh, we wish him all the best in when he comes back and uh, not to mention when he also comes back from his break from acting because all of us i can tell you from everyone we are currently waiting for the announcement of spider-man 4 uh we very much look forward to that uh speaking of mental health uh isla miller has finally been uh finally has come forward and is has done a public apology with due to everything he's done recently uh saying sorry to everybody uh for his recent events between with the hawaiians kidnapping somebody some really weird tiktoks uh apparently he apologizes for his mental health and he's going to be seeking ongoing treatment uh which makes me I uh, wonder if this was actually him legit doing it or this was the uh, Warner Brothers going, look, you need to do something or we're going to pull your film, you know. Uh, it's, it's Look, it's mental health is a very serious factor, uh, but this guy's really going off the rails. And the interesting thing is, like, uh, from everything I've seen him in is obviously from Harry Potter and from Justice League, it is almost like the complete opposite of what he's been in real life. You know, just a characters which obviously is a testament to his acting but uh yeah man this is a very big well that you're gonna have to try and get yourself out of um godspeed with all the um, mental health and everything but it's gonna be very interesting when we have the red carpet for the flash um not to mention the red carpet for aquaman as well with amber heard uh which oh, that's gonna be uh that's gonna be good too <laughs> um but anyway, uh, moving on, uh, for any John Wick fans, the Continental show, uh, which will be the prequel to the John Wick series, all going about the the society, the Continentals, how the money works, all the deep dive in the uh, greediness of how this underbelly all works, has been slated for next year. It will be a three-part special event. It is going to be streaming on Peacock, uh, which... I think it is the same thing as uh, same thing as HBO Max, so we don't get that here. Um, so I don't know what else that might be might go on to. I assume that probably will go on to uh, binge for us because uh, I'm very looking forward to the, the this show. Just seeing a different aspect of this world because you go around you even though. We've got three John Wick movies. We really still don't understand how this all works. Uh, the Continental, like we we get a rough idea, but we really don't know much at all. It's still kind of vague. Like he's brought in new points here and there, but not a whole lot. It's gonna be very interesting for John Wick Four as well, um, and whether or not you will see a very young John Wick appear into the prequel series. Uh, just making a pop-up appearance. Probably won't be played by Keanu Reeves, even though the man has aged in 20 years. Um, since Speed, you know, he, he could be very, you know, it could be a cameo of him as well, which would be, I wouldn't say no. I understand if he's not in it, but hey, it'd be pretty good if he would be. Uh, but yes, 2023 uh, on Peacock for Australia. I have no idea what our equivalent is because I know with... HBO Max binge and Hulu. Pretty much anything that appears on Hulu goes onto Disney Plus. So, 
Yeah, not too sure on that one. So that is the biggest news that has happened in the past week. So let's get into the views. Let's start off with the Disney Plus uh, debut movie, Prey, which is the fifth installment into the Predator franchise. If you include AVP, is the seventh entry. Now, when this movie got released, obviously this year, it is the 35th, uh, it's been 35 years since the original Predator movie with Arnie. Um, which when I did see that, I was like, whoa, shit. So the Predator movies, I've I've seen one, I've seen two, and I haven't seen, I think it's the Predator and Predators, uh, the ones in, in between. I haven't seen them. I do know they got reviews were utterly terrible. AVP is fantastic. I really like that one. AVP 2 was utterly shit. You couldn't see anything i understand why they made it because they did the pred alien but uh yeah that was terrible avp was good avp was good but uh yeah i still remember when i first watched the first predator movie and the whole skinning thing was very shocking to me i was like whoa okay so that was very brutal but uh you know still a great arnie movie and it's funny knowing the fact that if you look back for anyone who doesn't know uh, originally, the Predator looks very, very different, and uh, John Claude Van Damme was originally meant to play, play the, as the Predator, but he quit because a the suit they had was too hot. Uh, he was melting; you couldn't see his face, so he quit the movie. And the, that original design that he was in, it looked awful. It it looked terrible, and I don't think it would have had that most menacing look as uh, what the pro- we know and love today. Uh, and the first one is so good. Honestly, if you haven't already, please go see the very first Predator movie. Yes, it's 1987, but there is also a video game as well, uh, if you do want to try that. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think it has aged too terribly, except for, the, obviously, you know, the quality of the movie, some little bit of tidbits, but it's still a very solid movie. Now, Predator 2, the cat had Danny... Glover, and it was set in New York. Uh, obviously, a little bit different. It's pe- not people's favorite, but still a very solid action movie. Danny Glover does a fantastic job. Just the acting, the action, all still fantastic, which we st- got in that movie the very first hint that there was going to be AVP because right at the end, you see in the spaceship a hole full of skulls, and one of the skulls is an alien, uh, is a xenomorph. So that was the first little tidbit you got. And then, boom, then we've got a AVP, and then we got the very, very, very terrible AVP too. Um, and yeah, and I haven't watched, yeah, I didn't watch the ones in between because uh, it just didn't grab me. Um, and I saw the reviews were terrible and people were complaining about it. I was like, oh, well, you know, you know, I've got one and two in AVP. I probably don't need to watch the rest. Now, this was very different for this movie. So, obviously, this is the first Predator movie that's not called Predator. It's called Prey. Uh, and this did not have a theater release. It was only debuted in Hulu and Disney+. And due to production, when it went into production, it still has that 20th Century Fox logo as well. So, this movie has been in production since 2018. Uh, when, uh, well, the first, the 
the ball, the wheel started turning after the last Predator movie. So it's been in development since then. Uh, and, you know, when it's, when I did see the trailer, I was like, yeah, it, it does look good. You know, it looks a little interesting. However, it's upon its release, the critical reception for this movie has been outstanding. I had even mates uh, message me like, you need to watch Prey. You need to review it uh, ASAP because it is such a solid action movie. And it's a different setting. So obviously, you know, it's not uh, it's not based in the 80s. It's not based in New York. It's not based in the future. This is based in 1719, I think it is. So a very long time ago, very, 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 very long time, where spears and axes, that's the kind of, that's the kind of play that we're dealing with. Um, so I thought, no, I'll definitely give it a crack. I'm going to definitely give it a watch. So I watched it, uh, and I must say, I must say. So this movie, this movie is about a tribe, uh, and the main girl is played by Amber Midthunder. Yes, that's her name. And she, her character is that she wants to hunt. Obviously, the rest of the tribe don't believe her, and she makes mistakes. Because um, obviously, back then, the women did this, the men did that, back and forth. Even the other tribe members don't believe it, that she can. Um, but during the uh during this movie the quick synopsis is during this movie uh and someone someone gets attacked and obviously they're going to find out that they really do believe it's a lion um that's killed this animal so they go on a hunt they find the lion um and they kill it and her brother comes in becomes a new tri- tribal chief leader kind of thing but she doesn't believe it because she believes something bigger has tried to kill it also, so it killed, you know, killed the original thing that we wanted to be killed. Um, which, as it unfolds, the predator starts taking out. Uh, predator arrives and he starts taking out uh, on the food chain. So he starts taking out wolves. He takes out bears. He starts keep finding the next big thing of a hunter each time. Uh, you know, the apex predator. He keeps killing them as this goat keeps progressing. Um, and then uh, as it also progresses, the fact that there is all the French uh, French colonists as well do arrive and they capture Amber Midland's character and a couple of their tribe members and then they also try to go against the Predator as well, which does not end very well for them, as you can possibly imagine. Um, and for those who doesn't work out for there, Amber Midland's character figure out a way to kill the predator using its own... Oh, yeah, spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Sorry. Spoilers all the way. Uh, so no one can tell me. goes, oh, you two spoilers. I'm like, look, if you come this far, it is literally in the title of the particular episode, and you guys know that I spoil everything all the time because by the time this episode comes out, it's been at least 48 hours since it's released. So spoilers. So, yes, Amber Midland's character kills the predator technically with its own weapon um and she becomes new leader of her tribe um and uh, as it progresses on so that's the quick synopsis of the movie you can obviously feel you know obviously you when you go see it you will actually see all the you see where i mean by the storyline but honestly the action the hand-to-hand combat in this movie is fantastic 
The Predator look and design is fantastic. Not as high-tech as we've seen Predators before. Uh, This is actually the very first Predator movie where he doesn't use a shoulder cannon to kill anybody. Um, We do get to see the traditional three red dots, but that's from... Uh, that's from his this master he's wearing. So it's almost like he's not fully fitted out with all of his gear. It's almost like the predator is, I wouldn't say like a youngling, but like an earlier hunter trying to prove herself. Very akin to uh, Amber's character. Same thing, trying to prove himself, uh, which <clears throat> he failed on. Anyway, but uh, yeah, it's not as high tech. Uh, a bit more practical. Does still has the spear. Does have this really cool shield. Breaks around, um, but yeah, doesn't have that cannon, which is the very first time. But uh, the acting, the performances on this movie are fantastic. The, si- the set scenes are fantastic. The stunts, first movie, are great. And there, at the very beginning of the movie, there is some beautiful landscape shots. The director and the and cinematographer have done a fantastic job on showing you this land uh almost a land before time technically uh at this at this stage in the world and it starts straight off the bat bingo uh goes into beautiful landscape shots that you do see which really starts building the world around it for you and the fact that you know it is you know compared to the first prayer they don't have machine guns they don't have um grenades they don't have all this they literally just have spears horses they do have guns but you know obviously a little bit of powder a little bit of powder the ball shoot you know which do apps almost absolutely nothing to the predator um in, in in this movie but the landscape shots are fantastic and even you do hear uh even hear amber's characters they do it do it now, which I was like, that makes me think of the very first Predator movie with Arnie, um, which I think was a really good callback. We also get the callback of uh, if it bleeds, we can kill it. We get that callback as well. Um, and another another callback we do get is that because of the, the French colonists, uh, Amber's character uh, gets his gun from a guy that's uh, footless. Footloose, if you will, footless, basically. Uh, unfortunately, he doesn't come to it in. But there's an engraving on the gun, um, which you do get to see clear as day, and that's the same gun from Predator 2, uh, which you do see that Danny Glover's get, character gets from the other Predators when he kills the Predator from that movie. So I think that was a really good callback, and you see that that gun is still in circulation. Um, CGI for this movie had no issues, thought it was fantastic and great. So they, I didn't have actually anything negative about this movie. I know usually people do obviously have a bit of negative, but I didn't have any. It is a solid action movie. There isn't a whole lot of action. There is a lot of hunting-esque moments, obviously a little bit of waiting you know, for this and this to happen. But every time there is action, it, it is great. It is a bloody movie. And I'm so glad the dog doesn't die in it. Thank God. I was like, oh, no, no. Uh, but overall, fantastic movie. Solid. All the people that gave me recommendations. Uh, uh, thank you. Appreciate it. 
Um, I definitely am glad I didn't miss this because this, honestly, I'd be happy to see a sequel for this. The most thing I've seen a fan theory, I don't really, or like a fan request that I would love to see. So obviously with Prey, they've pl- plopped uh, Predator in this time frame. As a big movement or fan theory that, that's coming out, that's circulating around right now is to see same concept of the Predator dropping in old Japan. Let him go up against the samurai, which when as soon as I read that, I was like, that would be sick. That would be so cool. Seeing a Predator go up against a samurai or samurais, that would just be great. And I am 100% down for that because definitely there will be a sequel in the works because of the uh, critical claim for this. I do feel like this should have been released in theaters because it's definitely theater-esque, um, which would be fantastic. So I do wish they did that. But if you're looking for an action movie this weekend and it's not a family flick for everyone to watch, I'd recommend Prey, guys. You're going to like it. Yes, it is bloody, and it is going to be fantastic. Also, I will say this little tidbit, is that I didn't think of it at first until the end, but there's a scene where uh, the Predator is in his camouflage, and this snake sees him and attacks him. Obviously, he kills it. And I'm thinking the whole movie, I'm thinking, how did the snake see the Predator? Like, it felt like I just, and I clicked. I was like, of course, snakes can see heat vision or thermal heat. So that's how it saw it. I was like, that's cool. That's a good little tidbit, the fact that a snake was able to attack it, which, of course, the snake got skinned straight after for it. So don't worry. Don't worry for any Predator fans. There is still a skinning in this. Um, even multiple bulls or cows who also get skinned alive, which I was like, Oh, that's a bit bad for those cows or bulls or whatever they get skinned alive. But solid action flick. So want to see a sequel where the Predator is in Japan, old Japan. That'd be great. But uh, yeah, guys, please let me know. What did you think of Prey? I was about to say Predator. Uh, what do you think? Do you think it's really good? Do you think it's a good kin to the very first Predator movie? Where would you stack it? And do you want to see a sequel? Where, which time period would you like to see? Or time and where would you like to see the Predator dropped uh, for a new fight? But uh, that's our review for Prey. Now let's move on to She-Hulk. So She-Hulk got first announced uh, back in 2020. Uh, back in 2020, and we knew this was this was coming. So originally, this was called just She-Hulk. That was it. But now it got changed to She-Hulk Attorney at Law, uh, which all I can hear is like a typical uh, lawyer show, which obviously that's the whole point of this, um, this particular situation. So we're getting nine episodes for this uh, particular show, which is nice. It's refreshing the fact that we're getting nine. You know, not everything's just going to get wrapped up in six. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's not going to just get wrapped up in six episodes because I know a lot of people have said that, you know, people feel like six episodes is very short. A lot happens. And also the fact that in the middle, it kind of drops off. So this is, uh, this obviously is the, the third show for this year um, after Miss Marvel and Moon Knight. 
Um, and we get to dive in to see what the Hulk has been up to with his cousin, uh, She-Hulk, uh, and see how she comes in and she joins the MCU. Now, obviously, I'm going to say this right now to get this out of the way. Now, a lot of people complained uh, about the CGI for this for this show in the first trailer. Straight up, the CGI isn't that bad. You guys just complain are little bitches. It is not that bad. I did not find it jarring. I didn't think it was, you know, I've seen CGI a lot worse, a lot worse, but it's not that bad. It is, it is still solid for a TV show um, in, you know, in that aspect. So, when so let's move on. So, so this episode starts with Jennifer Walters uh, talking to her friends about how she's going to present this case. And as her friends leave the room, she turns around and says, "Well, you know, before we get into this this show, you guys will probably want to know how I got to this point, how I became She-Hulk." So she can break the fourth wall just like Deadpool. So I'm very glad to hear that. Very happy, very different, especially a fourth wall-breaking character in the MCU will be fantastic, especially how it's going to translate to when she's in the bigger movies. Uh, and definitely if she also has a scene with Deadpool, which would be just utterly insane. Um, so then we get a drawback and we get to see, uh, obviously, Mark Ruffalo's returned uh, for this and we do get to see them talking, going through, driving through a car, oh, sorry, driving in a car, driving on the highway, and then, boom, the ship from uh, Thor 3 that they do escape through and go up the devil's anus. Yes, the, you guys all know what I'm talking about. That appears, and then they crash the car, obviously trying to escape it, which, unfortunately, uh, Bruce Banner's blood goes into uh, Jennifer Walters' character, and she gets angry, and then she turns into the Hulk. So this episode is all about Bruce teaching Jennifer how to control the Hulk and seeing her transformation. Um, during the episode, uh, Bruce is very shocked to know how much control she has and what she turns into. Because at the very start, the first two times that she turns into the Hulk, it's believed that she can't control it at all until the third time she can control, and he's very shocked to know that he can do it because he made this entire book of, like, how, what do you do when you discover you're a Hulk, basically. Um, and you can see that he's been living in uh, Mexico on a beach, uh, essentially a getaway, and they go through the whole episode is about her controlling her powers and Hulk, uh, sorry, Bruce, unloading on basically a lot of emotional drama that's happened to him over the last, I think, 15 or 18 years of him being the Hulk. You know, Jeff is talking about how she can control her anger. You don't know what I go through and everything. And, you know, I can do it better than you almost. And I feel so sorry for Bruce when I was watching this. I was like, you know, she was, I'd say she was a bit harsh on him, but it was just like, there obviously is a good Kindle ship right at the end of them back on page but i'm like when i try and think of like my god like this poor you know it's he did bruce did say it very well you know there isn't for jennifer there isn't another man who is not another person who's got the hand on the wheel she handles 
both sides of both her and her She-Hulk persona. Um, where unlike Bruce, where he had you know, his two, two completely different entity, entities, and trying to struggle with that, trying to struggle the fact that, you know, he gets a little bit angry, uh, people get hurt, things are damaged, he's, you know, he's been wanted, you know, he's attacked his friends, he had a witch get into his head, he's watched his friends die, he's been sent off a planet, he was stuck as the Hulk for two years, he comes back and he's... And he comes back and half his arm gets disintegrated, which we find out the fact that um, the reason why from Smart Hulk he went to Normal Hulk was because Bruce made a device that regulated him not turning into Hulk, which uh, because the fact that uh, Jennifer turned into She-Hulk kind of, and because of her DNA, he was able to repair his arm, which is why... Bruce can now go back into Hulk, and he has both arms now. Uh, which, you know, they may it did fall in line. I didn't feel gutted about it, going. Eh, you know what? That was a cop out. I all kind of makes sense. Uh, and we obviously do get a CGI fight. Yes, for all those people like oh, the semi CGI fights. Yes, you do get it. Um, but look, overall, the acting was fantastic. Uh, you do feel the emotional weight. For Jennifer, for Bruce, everything Bruce has been going through, how much he just wants to help his cousin um, going forward. Most interesting that I was saying to a blog the other day was the fact that, you know, it's interesting that you've got a character who has all these powers and Jennifer doesn't want, she's like, I don't want to be a superhero. I don't want to do all this. I just want to live a normal life. I don't want to be a hero at all. So it's, it's good to hear something a little bit different. I found this epi- this show to be very light-hearted, very refreshing. It's nice seeing one of the OG characters back. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I enjoyed Moon Knight. I enjoy, enjoyed Miss Marvel. But it's nice seeing one of the OG Avengers back, which we haven't got since Hawkeye, obviously. Um, but so it's really good. So it's nice seeing what they've been up to. There's a scene where Bruce is at his bar and you see that they've got uh, BB and TS initials engraved into the bar, which you found out the fact that uh, both during uh, what happens is you found out the fact that Bruce and Tony spent some time there and they built a bar together, uh, which he does say that Tony just complained about Steve a lot, and Bruce did the mainly the building and Tony did uh, drink the whole time, which, funny enough, that is actually a callback to Avengers 2. So there is a scene between Bruce and Tony when they uh, start the, when Tony's trying to convince Bruce to help him create Ultron, which Tony does say, you know, wouldn't you like to be uh, drinking um, margaritas on a beach somewhere, or a tropical beach somewhere, instead of having Veronica looking over your shoulder? I think that was a fantastic callback. I was like, Whoa, just the level of detail, the level of fall-up. God, my God damn. So that's even a callback to Avengers 2, the payoff. Like, who would have known this would have been the payoff for all this? But you do see Bruce, again, you see in his struggle the fact that he does miss Tony. He misses his friends. You know, he misses everybody. Because, you know, right now, Thor's off-world technically. Uh, Tony's obviously gone. Steve's gone. Natasha's gone. 
you know, I can't see really him and Hawkeye being buddy buddy. You know, it's it's just like as I was saying to uh, another person the other day, is like the thing is why I love the the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that when you have moments like this, I feel because the fact that you've been growing up with these characters for the past 15, 16 years, you know, or since 2008, you know, because you've grown up with these characters, you know, it's not just a trilogy. I feel like the weight is a lot more there when sad, these things say, because you know, everything that's happened, everything that's transpired, what's happened, you know, you feel with it because you're growing up with these characters and you can feel their pain. So that was a little nice little tidbit, but the show is very refreshing. It is very different. So eventually what happens is the fact that uh, Jennifer gets a semi-control over her powers and she leaves Bruce to go to her normal life. And then, boom, the episode kicks in exactly where it started. Uh, as she's in the court, um, obviously a new villain arises and uh, makes a makes a big mess and then she turns into Jennifer turns into the She-Hulk for the very first time in all her friends in front of the jury, her friends, they do a fight and then boom, that's where it goes with uh, moving forward on that and how we're going. So it was kind of like a quick, I'd say that this show, like she got used to her powers and it does, it feels earned. It feels earned that she's got used to all this, you know, in this time frame, because we don't know how soon between the very start to when she got when she left Bruce, we didn't know that time frame. But I'm glad that she, you know, she's got 75 percent control of her powers, so we this show can just get started straight off the bat. We can just go. We know we don't have that typical, you know, you know, oh, I'm going to do up jump off rooftops. Um, oh, I need to go somewhere to really test my powers. You know, she's kind of, like, good to go. We kind of got all that in a good montage. So that was really nice. Um, and for this, interesting enough, also with this episode, is that I didn't, at the end of it, I didn't have a WTF for what's going on, like Wanda or Moon Knight. I, when this episode finished, I found myself generally, generally laughing at it. Thought it was, I was like, that's good. It's refreshing. And I'm pumped for season two. And the thing that I found the most funny for about the thing I laughed my head off with this is right at the end uh, where Jennifer's like, you know, Captain America is a virgin. And Bruce is like, no, Captain America is not, a, Steve Rogers is not a virgin. He lost his virginity during. Um, Oh, during one of those parade things that you see in the flashback in the first Captain America movie. And then Jennifer uh, just gets all really excited. She's like, Captain America, fuck. And it, and it ends. And I burst out laughing that fish. I was like, that, that was really good. <laughs> that was really good. Um, you know, even Chris Evans even tweeted doing the whole multiple laughing emojis uh, about the whole thing. Because, you know, everyone's like, oh, yeah, the world's longest virgin. Uh, no, that is not the case. And there is so many fan theories right now floating around going, oh, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's 
Peter Quill's grandmother because the same actor appears in Captain America and the first Game of the Galaxy. Um, and another actor, which I know she was from Game of Thrones. So there's just so many fan theories. People trying to connect the dots. I'm like, oh, it could have been anyone, guys. It could have been anyone. But of course, the fact is Steve, uh, Peter Quill's grandmother, you know, mother is obviously in there. So, you know, you never know with the Marvel year, like just thing with Avengers 2, you don't know what callback will come in at the end. So, overall, She-Hulk, refreshing, good, quick, only only for 30 minutes, can't wait for season two. Definitely a lot more refreshing experience than I did did have for Miss Marvel, as in I really want to see episode two, like I really want to do that, and you get to see how the episode progresses. However, with Moon Knight, because that was such WTF, I was more like, I need to see episode two right now. But this, this is still on that kind of that kind of aspect. But I'm happy to see the journey goes. I'm not in any particular rush. Currently, right now, I am watching Daredevil for the very first time to catch up on that. Um, which to me, I don't know why we didn't watch Daredevil sooner. This is fantastic. This is great. It's gritty. I wish I watched it earlier. So hopefully I finish Daredevil to get in time for, um, hopefully in time for when Daredevil makes his appearance in the She-Hulk TV show, which don't particularly know when that's going to happen uh, as the show progresses. But hey, guys, we've got more eight more episodes to go. So definitely strap yourselves in. And please, in the comments, DM me, please let me know. What do you think of She-Hulk? Did you like it? Didn't you like it? Which aspects of it you didn't like? Are you pumped for a season two? Or are you just going to hold out until Daredevil appears into it and just jump on the train right there and there? Um, and did you think the CGI is awful? Please let me know. So, guys, that is my two reviews for this episode. As I said at the very start, please tune in this Sunday for the, my Twitch debut live podcast episode. Hope to see you there. Thank you very much for tuning with this episode. Until next time, guys, happy ranting. Thanks for listening to Light Camera Rant. If you like the show, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave us a rating and review, and be sure to tell your friends. Until next time, happy ranting.